Welcome to the Ike Badgers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, your host, former Badger alum myself, and we've got a great episode for you guys today. We're talking the Badgers game against Indiana. That was a tough loss. We're talking the Badgers basketball game against Marquette. Even tougher loss almost. We're going to keep it positive though. We're going to talk about things going on in the community like our toy drive that we did last week as well as a certain surprise that we've got coming up on Friday. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'm going to be your host and I'm joined by my co-host KJ. KJ, how's it going? Hey, what's going on, Badgers fans? It's going well. It's going well. Lots to be thankful for. Uh, Badgers have, they've been better, but there's still a lot to be thankful for. We got some exciting stuff to talk about. We're going to talk football, basketball, and some other special stuff in the works. Looking forward to this episode. Yeah, as KJ mentioned, it was a tough week on Badgers fans. Starting off with the football side of things, the Indiana Hoosiers came into Camp Randall and knocked off your Badgers 14 to 6. That's something you don't see every day. Indiana Hoosiers football beating the Wisconsin Badgers. They're a good team. They're 6 and 1, so definitely nothing to joke at. They have one of the rising coaches in college football, but still, man, does that hurt to see the Badgers lose to Indiana, especially at home in such a dismal offensive showing to me it seemed like the team was it lacked inspiration maybe that was because the Badgers were disqualified from Big Ten uh, championship consideration but everything with everything said still expected them to come away with that victory KJ what did you see out of the Badgers on uh, against Indiana you know I see a, a program that is not focused right now and it could be a variety of reasons. Um, you know, I'm going to look right at the schedule and just say that canceling every other game isn't good for anyone. It's not good for a program. It's not good for the players. It's not good for the coaching staff. It's not good for your chances of winning. And, you know, right off the bat, that hurts. Uh, you know, I saw, I saw a couple positive things. I'll get to that in a sec. But, but right away, you know, the Badgers should never, ever, ever lose to Indiana. I don't care what year it is. I want to set the the record straight. I want to set it clean. Um, You know, the Wisconsin Badgers are a superior program and there's no excuses to be made. Uh, I know people will make excuses. That's just how life is. But if we truly want to get to the college football playoff, we truly want to win a national championship. It's a game that can't happen. And it definitely can't happen when Indiana's quarterback is out. Um, Yeah. You know, we, we can, we can talk a lot more, uh, just a quick, a quick few positives. Um, we'll probably let's say those are good badgers and bad badgers. But but right off the bat, this team is not focused right now, um, and it's very very concerning because the defense, you know, they kind of did their job. Um, the offense didn't. And I'm looking at Paul Chris. I'm looking at uh, Rudolph, the play caller, and it's very concerning because you have Graham Mertz, and he looked like this top tier quarterback in the beginning of the season, and now it's it's like where is the real Graham Mertz? You know, what have they done with him? And uh, he's gone. You know, he's, he's not here right now. I don't know what he's doing. Um, happy birthday, Graham Mertz. You know, he just had a birthday. Uh, we celebrate that. We look forward to a bright future. But right now, the Graham Mertz we saw in week one is not here anymore. 
Um, merch season yeah. is over. <laughs> merch season yeah. is uh is is looking like it's coming to an end. Uh, this this particular season, I'm not going to say that yet. But man, is this a disappointing uh, change of sequence of events for the Badger football team? Um, I'll, I'll let you give your initial thoughts. We'll get into good Badgers, bad Badgers. Um, but go ahead, yeah, yeah. Graham Mertz, he has kind of done this 180 since the Northwestern game. Northwestern game looked like a completely different player. Indiana game, same thing. When you when you look at the stats. It wasn't the worst showing for him. He was 20 of 34 with 202 yards and one interception, no touchdown. So obviously not great, but it wasn't, you'd still expect maybe the Badgers running attack, rushing attack to then have three or four rushing touchdowns, but there was nothing, no Badgers running backs getting in the end zone. And that was just another surprising That's thing weird. to me is all game. I was watching Berger bust these, these big gains, these, 13 he had a 20 yard run and it, it looked good everything looked good in the offense he averaged 5.8 he's the yards guy Gary Berger he's the guy and he only got 15 carries and we we couldn't get the ball in the end zone and that's when you know you're kind of got to look at the play calling uh because you're you're running backs Groshek had four carries 16 yards he's averaging four yards a carry Nikia Watson only had two carries for nine yards, but that's four and a half yards of carry. So between the three backs, they're all over four yards of carry. That's Wisconsin football. And to not, to not score a touchdown, to not get in the end zone once is just, that's, that's something new. I can't remember the last time that's happened. Yeah. That's real concerning, especially with Graham Mertz, who is supposed to be uh, a high flying offensive powerhouse. You know what else is concerning? The fact that Graham Mertz ran the ball eight times, it's like that means he's not even looking through, you know, his reads. He's kind of in panic mode out there. Yeah, and he uh, was. You know, I'm just going to say it how it is. Paul Christ is an offensive coach. You know, he's not here to play defense. He's not here to coach the defense. That's what Jim Leonard's here to do. And Jim Leonard could do it at Alabama. He could do it at Clemson. He could do it anywhere he wants. He could do it in the NFL. So yeah. for him to take a back seat to any job he wants is him respecting Paul Christ's offensive acumen and potentially even, you know, enjoying where he's at in Madison. Well, Paul Christ, man, let this be a wake-up call. Six points, six points versus Indiana. That is pathetic. And I don't want to hear anyone saying, oh, he didn't have a receiver. Well, guess what? I'm looking right now. He had Jake Ferguson. He had Kendrick Pryor. He had Chamira DK. And I've been watching the Badgers my entire life. That is three more pass Enough. catching weapons than we've had many, many years in the past. You know, I remember certain years when Russell Wilson, the only thing he had was Jared Aberderis. Jared Aberderis was a fantastic receiver, but at the end of the day, he was a walk-on. Jake Ferguson can give you anything uh, Jared Aberderis can. Kendrick Pyre, you can get hit that kind of production from him as well if you challenge him. Jameer DK, he looks like a star. You know, like, obviously he's been handicapped with uh, the Badgers' recent dip in offense, but... That's three pass-catching weapons I see right off the bat. And then I'm looking at Jalen Berger in the running game. You know, it's good that he's getting carries, but it's like the offense is so broken. Broken is the word I'll use to describe it. Yeah, It's like, Paul Chris, man, look at yourself in the mirror. If you got to take the play-calling duties back now, take them back now, man, because I don't want Jim Leonard to... I don't want this season to go so far off the rails that Jim Leonard says, you know what? I never even thought about leaving. But now I'm kind of looking at that that LSU job. I'm looking at that Clemson job. I'm looking at that 
Alabama job. I'm looking at the NFL. Maybe I want to get to coach the Cowboys. You know, he could he could pick his his choice. And it's up to the Badgers to not get too comfortable. You know, we see it with with Barry Alvarez and and just kind of like there's a sense of comfort and, and maybe that's hindered us from getting to the national championship. Maybe that's hindered us from getting to the playoffs and overcoming the hump that we do it the Badger way. And I agree with the Badger way, but I'm also about winning a championship. And right now, man, all eyes on Paul Chris, like you need to fix this, fix it, fix it, fix it. Yeah. You can't, the talent differential between the two teams is just, you can't be losing to Indiana especially not after you lost to Northwestern. You would expect a big wake-up call, probably, you know, reset the schedule. Badgers win 40-7 to over Indiana. They're back. But no, now it's kind of, of where do you go next in the season? Offense looks, like you said, in shambles. Graham Mertz, his interception was a horrible throw. Uh, if you missed the game, Mertz was way late on this pass, threw it to no man's land, and Indiana safety happened to be there. Easy catch for him. And that was another eye-opening play. You mentioned about how he's running. He's kind of in panic mode. He took another sack, fumbled again. Uh, these you could call growing pains. He's a different player. I mean, like, who is the Grand like That a, was week one. Yeah, and it makes they got me him in a wonder. closet somewhere or something. You know, it's like he's he's not on the field, though. Yeah, it makes me wonder if Jack Cohn had won the job last season because of his consistent ability. And Jack Cohn, he's he's not going to be, you know, your first round NFL quarterback selection, but he's a pretty consistent and pretty darn good college quarterback. He he can beat mm-hmm. the teams he's supposed to beat. Uh he can make the plays. We remember against Ohio State Jack Cohn in that first half, he had the Badgers in position to win the game. And on top of having a great record and kind of having to play perfect all year with the public pressure of Graham Mertz behind him, Mertz kind of, he may have too too long of a leash because right now he is not mm-hmm. looking sharp. And at the end of the day, if your job, your job is to put the ball in the end zone. And this Badgers offense, I mean, I can't remember the last time they failed to do that. So, Let's let's flip to the defensive side of the ball and give the offense a little break before we beat them too far into the ground. But <laughs> defensively, Leo Chanel, Jack Sanborn, the guys again having nine tackles each. The defense didn't have a lot of favors. The the Indiana Hoosiers scored off after turnovers. That was kind of the theme. Uh, and they had some the nice defense plays, did like, enough to win. They did enough to win. Yeah, they did. They did. They kept they did the Badgers in it. They I mean, two I'm looking. Scores. I'm looking right at him. Caesar Williams, zero tackles, but guess what? Two pass deflections. If you throw at him, you know he's breaking it up. You know, Fan yeah. Hicks, shout to him. He's playing well as well. Leo Chanel, Jack Sanborn, two great linebackers. Like the Nick Herbig, just getting around the football. Scotty Nelson, big sack, big TFL. It's not the defense. Defense is fine. I mean, like, yes, they could have played slightly better, but it's like they get, they did just enough for that our team to win. And it's unbelievable. I mean, like, the this Badger team, like, it's it's not just like they lost this game. You know, that might have been the Northwestern game. It's like this one looked off. You know, this one looked like really, yeah. really, really weird. And um, 
I think I'm just going to leave it at that. Like we, we, we believe in the players. We know we have talent on these teams. We know we have talent on this coaching staff, but it's like, my gosh, like be prepared to play next week. Uh, looking at you offense, looking at you. Yeah. And one of my concerns is that the players will shift the mindsets here. Badgers sit at two and two. And keep in mind, Indiana Hoosiers, that was their seventh game of the season. So the Badgers, already three games down, sitting at two and two, disqualified from Big Ten play. A lot of these players might be checking out right now. And that's a big issue for the seniors who are trying to make the NFL and get drafted. And I think this is kind of the message you have to reiterate as Paul Christ is, hey, we have tradition here. This is no mm-hmm. time to wave the flag. There was no time to wave the flag after you got disqualified. But last this this last game against the Hoosiers was absolute. It was unlike the Badgers, and so I think he that needs to really rev the guys up, really rev them up, and get them to play for each other. Because there's a lot of guys out there who unfortunately are seniors this year. Eric Burrell. Uh, Caesar Williams, well, these guys have... I think these guys, to be honest, I don't believe this year counts against their eligibility. I'd have to double-check that. I think there's a chance they come back. But, you know, it, it's about the team cohesion. Like, R- Rashad Wild Goose, he basically said, you know what, Northwestern loss, I'm done. I'm moving on. I'm going to the NFL. I've had enough of this, whatever's going on. And he's going. Like, he's going to the league. He's dead set on it. Uh, we know there are several players in this defense with NFL potential. We know there are several players in this team with NFL potential, and they they can play in the league. It's not just about, you know, one game. It's not just about one guy. It's about maintaining this program of excellence that we've worked so hard to build. And it just seems like in a year worth a lot of adversity, um, you know, the Badgers, it's looking like the adversity is getting to them. And I'm not saying yeah. it is getting to them, but you know, we look up to them. They always say the Badger way. They say all that. Lead by example. You know, it's time to lead by example. I know, um, I mean, there, there's people out here every day just overcoming adversity, uh, you know, when the going gets tough. And, and this game, I'm not going to say it's a pattern, but uh, I hope it doesn't become a pattern. And, and we'll just leave it at that. It was an awful showing. No way to spin it otherwise. And it's just we just got to do better. You know, let's, let's at least finish the season on a positive note that we can take into the next year. You know, like all these years, exactly. the, Badgers, the Badgers might be going up against Ohio state in the big 10 championship game. Right. And we might get, maybe I keep it close for a little bit and then we might get our clock clean. Well, guess what? You know, bummer. We didn't make the playoff, but we're going to go and play Auburn in like an sec bowl. You know, we're going to go play uh, Oregon in the Rose bowl and we might even win. We might even beat Auburn. You know, we might even, uh, we should have beat Oregon last year, but like, you know, those are the type type of wins that when you smash an sec team, you smash a good team from out of conference to wrap up your season. It just gives you confidence going into next year. And we Run need that in the worst season. way. We need that in the worst way right now. So that's what I'll say about that. Yeah, we can uh, leave it at that. Badgers, unfortunately, it's not getting any easier. They're set to face Iowa next. That's going to be a tough game. So, Graham Mertz, hope 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 you're ready to, uh, I guess, flip the script and, you know, fall out. <laughs> In Iowa, so not going to be easy, easy. We know he can. Time. We know he can. Yeah, that's the thing is 
I have confidence. You have confidence. This team could easily bounce back. The defense is going to be solid. And so it's really just figuring out the offense. I saw a couple comments during the game on Ike Badgers of people saying, why has the playbook and the play calling reverted from all this creative movement, all these motion to very basic and very limited playbook? And is Danny Davis, was he schemed around that much where missing him is kind of, completely derailed the offense or is it just maybe Paul Chris and Rudolph are taking it easy on Mertz not really opening up the playbook I'm a little I'm a little confused on what the issue was but I'll just wrap up on this this is what I want to say in the post-game interview the Indiana football Tom Allen the head coach his guys we're walking behind the interview while Tom Allen is giving his post-conference interview. And they're saying, recruits, this is the best coach in college football. You should come to Indiana. And then another guy comes by and is saying, this is the best coach I've ever played for. You guys got to come play for Indiana. He's the best coach. And that energy, that should have been the Badgers. And mm-hmm. it's now with the Indiana Hoosiers football program. So just that must just I hope it lights a fire under the Badgers this next week. I hope it lights yeah, a fire. They should under be Paul pissed Chris. off. They should be angry about this. Everybody should be yeah. angry. This isn't this isn't an oh well good game type thing. We will never win a championship with that mentality. We need to be pissed off that we lost against Northwestern. We need to be freaking pissed off that we lost against Indiana. Yep. And not only that, they lost the turnover battle and they committed seven more tur- uh penalties than indiana indiana only had one penalty so playing a relatively clean clean game badgers had eight penalties for 81 yards where is the i mean the discipline and it's just it's like it's not like we're playing ohio state we're not playing ohio state we're playing indiana and this This ain't basketball this is football yeah (laughs) and with that we'll move on exactly let's let's flip to something good we'll talk about what happened this week in the Ike community this past week. We ran our second annual Ike community toy drive in Wisconsin. And this is something we started last year and we're able to collect 14 boxes of toys. So shout out to everyone in the community. People reached out from all different avenues through the podcast network, through Facebook, from out of state, you name it, former classmates. And they wanted to help and contribute. And we joked last year about how we filled up a truck and that we would want to fill up a fire truck this next year. Well, KJ, why don't you tell everyone about what we did this year? Well, um, this year was super special. There's a recap video on YouTube. Uh, it should be in the pinned tweet and some of our Ike profiles. Um, but really, you know, we didn't know how this year was going to go. Last year, we started this toy drive with two Barbies in a box. We ended up uh, exceeding our goal of filling up 10 big boxes. And we ended up filling up 14 boxes enough to fill up an entire pickup truck. We drove that over to the kids at children's hospital. I put on a Santa suit. Well, this year we wanted to do it again. You know, there's a ton of momentum. Uh, but the only difference was, is that, you know, this year is obviously this year and, uh, it's, it's messed up in all sorts of ways, but we weren't about to let that discourage us. You know, it it was, it was insane because, and kind of rallying the troops for this toy drive, I was re- I was received a lot of people 
who said, you know, I'm just not going to participate because I'm not going outside this year. And um, that's well within their right to say that. But there's no chance that we weren't going to do this toy drive for the kids. You know, it's, it's not about us. It's not about anything other than the kids and giving them a good Christmas. So with the help of the community, with the, with the help of a few uh, badgers getting the word out, a few, um, you know, other people around the community getting the word out, a few baseball um, people getting the word out, uh, we were able to crush our goals. We were able to demolish our goals and make this toy drive an incredible success. Three, we ended up four filling times up. Or- yeah, it, it like I think it like probably quadrupled if we if we look at it um you know, last year to this year, but but really we were able to fill up an entire fire truck of toys and a fire truck pickup truck to the brim and we took all that over to Children's Hospital. Uh we gave it to the children or to the hospital. Obviously these toys are going to sit for 2 weeks to make sure they're clean before they get to the kids, but it was just an unbelievable story of hope. You know, uh, yeah. a lot of times Uplifting. we didn't know if this thing was going to get, we didn't even know if this thing was going to get 10 toys, honestly. You know, in the beginning, we made our donations, we we kicked things off, um, but we didn't know if anyone else was going to follow suit. And it ended up becoming a tidal wave of goodwill of just people helping out, people helping spread the word. You know, we had people on our accounts just reaching out saying, hey, like, I might not be able to donate, but can I help spread? like spread the word, share this with people. And that goes a long way too. It's really one of those things where this is an absolute team effort and uh, cannot say enough about the community of just people um, coming together, people coming together to unite around something that's good. And that's uh, delivering these kids um, a smile, a really cool toy for Christmas. I know that we talked to Caesar Williams on a previous episode. He was one of those kids in the hospital um, who used to have to undergo surgeries and undergo procedures and just really do all sorts of not fun stuff that no one would want to do. Um, but, th- but these little things like maybe getting a toy or, or something like that after a procedure would just keep those kids optimistic, keep them fighting, keep everyone's spirits high to fight another day. And sure enough, Caesar's going up to be an incredible young man, an incredible football player. He's got a bright future ahead of him, friend of the show. Um, but, but that's the case across the board. We're happy to be able to just play a small part in giving these kids a great Christmas, um, a great holiday season, just putting a smile on their face. And we couldn't have done this without you guys. Some of the toys that were in this year's toy drive were off the chain. Uh, last off year we had chain. a lot of, we had a lot of quantity, but this year we had a ton of quantity. So we try to emphasize quality more because it that's something we always do at Ike because we try and emphasize quality. And we had stuff like you know, full-size AT-AT walkers from the planet Hoth, Star Wars Lego sets. You know, these things are well over $100. Full-blown Hogwarts castles, you know, like Nerf Nintendo sets, Switch. remote control cars. We even had a Nintendo Switch in there. These kids were getting great toys. And once Basketball again, hoop, shout to football. the community. Shout to the community. We got a great vi- recap video. It's on YouTube. You can search it. Uh, search at Welcome to Ike on YouTube. You'll find our channel. It's right up there. Um, it's 19 minutes long. Uh, it's parts one, two, and three. So if you guys want to watch the whole thing, it's tremendous. If you guys want to watch part one, part two, or part three, you can do that too. It's great content. And, and it's just something that spreads hope, spreads positivity. And it was incredible success. So I just want to thank everyone sincerely for helping out make that as big as it was. Um, we we're blown away. And uh, you should all be very proud of of just 
how how the final result turned out and we couldn't have done it without you so with that um what do you think al should we transition to the basketball yeah we can transition to the basketball also want to give a quick shout out to the firefighters in tosa Mm -hmm. we called them and just it kind of explained the situation of hey we got all these toys we'd uh, love to take them to children's hospital quick drive and uh talked to a couple different people there at the station but they came through they uh, made it work over. short notice they made, they it, made work. it work yeah and they got the job so, done they so helped cool us. to see them be a part of it and yeah so that's all in the recap video let's move on and talk basketball badgers marquette the good old-fashioned rivalry i think everyone who is a badger fan always looks forward to this game a little of a different year kind of flew a little bit under the radar coming so early in the season, just the fourth game of the season for both that was teams. Unusual, but yeah, yeah. It, but strange year, obviously circumstances change, but it was your classic rivalry game. Didn't end up how Wisconsin wanted it. Marquette ended up stunning the number four Badgers 67 65 on a buzzer beater tip in. So it was Justin Lewis and he I was, uh, Highly touted freshman recruit. He was 71st in the ESPN top 100 for Marquette. And he got the tip in at the buzzer. But this game was back and forth, back and forth. Badgers had a two-point lead. Marquette retook the lead. And then even in the final final minutes, the game changed scores a couple of times. I mean, Aleem Ford hit a big three in the corner. I was going crazy. And then Marquette responds. Next thing you know, Trice hits a big, I don't know what you call it, like a floater, one-footed fadeaway with about 10 seconds left. You almost think that's that's the game, but then Marquette gets to the line, draws the foul, goes up there, hits the first free throw, and then on the second free throw was where the heartbreak occurred. The, The Marquette point guard missed the free throw. And unfortunately, the box out did not happen for Micah Potter. Lewis was able to tip it in. And let's just start there with some with some good Badgers. What, what was your good Badgers that you can take away from this Marquette game, KJ? I'm always going to be a supporter of Trice's ice. Um, you know, Dimitri Trice, yeah. <laughs> he is probably, you know, one of our more consistent three-point shooters. Uh, that that title can can go around the horn, but he was three for five from three, and uh, you know seventeen points, six rebounds, two assists, thirty one minutes. That's called getting the job done. That's called doing your job and doing enough to win. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Uh, I do have something to say for my bad Badgers, but I just want to kick it to you for the good Badgers as well. Then we'll we'll flip the script. Good Badgers for me. I like the the bench the bench eff- bench effort. From uh, Davis, so Jonathan Davis, six five freshman from lacrosse, Johnny able Davis. to come in, and Marquette, you know, they flashed their their freshmen. So Marquette had a couple of high high recruits. Garcia was top forty or just around forty, um, and he's an athletic winger. And then I mentioned Lewis earlier, the guy who had eighteen points off the bench for the Golden Eagles, and including the big tip in for the win. But but Davis came in, went four for seven. He played a big 30 minutes role. So big role, which was a little surprising because he had more minutes than uh than Potter. Um 
and Ford and Davison for that matter. He had the second most minutes on the Badgers, but he put up 12 points and six boards. So I think that was, that was my good Badgers. Uh, let's flip to the other side though. This let's get to the juice, the bad Badgers. I'll let you go first. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't even have to think hard about this one. This is just a story of the Badgers basketball program. And we've had a very successful basketball program, but what do I mean by the story? I'm looking right at the bench. I'm looking at zero points from Carlson. I'm looking at zero points from Anderson and I'm looking at three points from Tyler. Well, uh, you know, that's a combined 46 minutes with three points. That's stuff that we saw in the Bucks box scores in the playoffs, just not getting it done. Um, but really going deeper and a lot of Badger fans will know what I mean here is we cannot have players, most notably multiple players putting up zero points. If each of those players scores a single basket or a single free, you know, a single free throw, if each one of them hits one free throw, 67, 67, we don't even have to take it to that last tip in. If each of them hits two free throws, that's 69, 67. If each of them scores a single basket and just, you know, hey, you're out there, coach is giving you minutes and you put in one basket, you know, and then you defend hard, you do everything you got to do. That still puts us 69 to 67. If you look at the little things, you know, you maybe can't expect a super big game from Trice every night. You can't expect Aleem Ford or Nate Reavers or, or even Micah Potter to carry the team. But when you get on that court, your objective should be to put the ball in the basket and, and I'm not saying discount defending, but it's like you cannot go out there thinking zero points is acceptable. Like that is not no. a championship mindset. That's not a winning mindset. Score two points for all I care. Just don't go out there and put up a zero spot and when you're playing double-digit minutes. And it was ultimately the difference in this game. That's my bad Badgers. We've seen it in the past. We've seen it this year. And I'd hate to see it, uh, you know, sometime down the line if it if it ends up costing us. Yeah, they, they kind of looked like deer in headlights. Anderson had a nice pass out to Aleem during the game, but he's not looking at the basket. And Carlson, not really either. Carlson had zero points, one rebound in his 10 minutes, only took one shot attempt. Anderson, one shot attempt in his 11th min 11 minutes, and it was a three. So kind of, I mean, Bucks fans might, uh, Badgers fans that know the Bucks, they might recognize this. Th those are Tony Snell efforts out there. Uh, just just little little to show from it, um, despite being out there running, running around my bad Badgers. I'm going to focus on the senior guard that I expected going into the game to put up at least 10 points. And that was Brad Davison. We we've had ups and downs with Davison, step back threes, charges, clutch charges, uh, flops, you know, um, dirty places. <laughs> yeah, you, you've had about everything from Davison, and we, we've had the pleasure of meeting him, and good guy. But to go 0 for 4 and follow out, only put up four points, he, he probably can't be happy with that showing. And luckily, Trice was able to uh, take on some of that scoring. But when you, when you lose a player like Davison, who's so I guess, key to this Badgers offense. If he's on, you might as well call it a wrap because he kind of gets really hot, but he's he's been mm -hmm. prone to shy away in these big games. We have a buddy that is always kind of, he's saying he's the X factor. He's that player where, take a look at Brad Davison's stat line. That'll kind of show you how the Badgers game went. And if we just look at his stat line against this Marquette game, 18 minutes, 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3. He went four or five from the line, but had one rebound, three assists, 
and five fouls and four points. So not the best game from Davison. He kind of kind of tells the story in a bigger, bigger sense. But another bad Badgers moment I have. It's just that tipping. Man, was that just agony. You could almost see it coming because Potter, uh, he, he got out, outworked. And you really don't see this out of Badgers ever in terms of box outs, missing a box out. But that was a situation where you have to expect that the Marquette players are going to crash with, with Reavers, Ford, Potter. You expect the Badgers to get that rebound. I mean, Theo John, obviously, he's a ton, so I expected, you know, him to crash. But a freshman to win that game, that must sting, especially for the five seniors, the Badgers starters. So let's let's wrap up. Badgers still very optimistic on the season. I mean, they're mm-hmm. ranked fourth. They have a loaded squad. Yeah, we, we got a lot to be excited about, Badger fans. We got a lot to be excited about. Mm-hmm. But that, that loss uh, drops uw to number 13 so a bit of a wake-up check but still well within striking distance uh coming up next is rhode island expect that to be a w but rhode island sometimes they'll make the tournament you know you can't Mm -hmm. can't take them completely lightly you can't just blow off this game uh kind of have to use it as a reset you know rivalry game against marquette anything can happen okay uh we'll, we'll chalk it up as that wasn't nearly as bad as the indiana hoosiers football game from the badgers but rhode island expect the badgers to get a w there then they're going into northern iowa or they play northern iowa after that expect another win but northern iowa is another one of those teams that they occasionally they made some tournament runs themselves yeah so they're solid it's not getting any easier for the badgers then they have nebraska and of course the christmas day showdown against number four michigan state who's coming off that mm-hmm. big win over Duke. So it's not going to get any easier, but I think this Badgers men's basketball team, I expect them to win at least three there, at least three out of the next four. Um, the Michigan State game, anything could happen. Maybe the Badgers win that and drop. Uh, I would hate to see them drop to Rhode Island, Northern Iowa, or Nebraska. It's possible, though. So uh, pretty tough stretch coming up. Let's switch course here and talk about something that we have dropping on thursday night at midnight friday morning however you want to look at it depending on your time zone we are dropping something that we've been working on for a year here at ike and it's special it's special uh a lot of you who enjoy the podcast network may have noticed that we produce our own music so we do the intros for all of the shows we also edit all of the shows in-house in pro tools or logic those are two uh, music software programs and we've been doing this for about i've been doing it for 11 years kj i think you almost 10 years yourself so definitely very experienced and at this point we've saved the best for Ike Music. So we have a new Ike Music single coming out on Friday morning. It's going to be absolutely nuts. This is something that we submitted to a couple studios around the world and actually had the Abbey Road Studio Master, except in Master, that's in London, UK, where the Beatles, uh, you know, Coldplay, you name it, they they worked there and 
So this track, this track is a, something I think that's for everyone. And we're really excited to put this out for all of you guys to listen to, share with a friend, and just flat out enjoy. We're just here to spread positive vibes. That's why we're doing things like the podcast, like the Twitter accounts, the toy drive. This is what we love to do. We love to give value. And this is another form for um, you guys who can who like searching for new music, uh, local music produced in Wisconsin by a couple of uh, locals. So would love to hear what you guys think and definitely recommend checking it out on Friday. KJ, do you have any thoughts or anything you wanted to add on top of that? Well, just the feedback so far has been really good. Um, you know, whether it's people in journalism, uh, you know, athletes, uh, people in music as well. Um, obviously the, the music world is, is a interesting game in itself and it's like an entirely different bear to get something to cut through the noise. But, uh, you know, the feedback we've gotten is pretty good, you know, from, from showing this to some NBA athletes, showing this to some college athletes, um, some badgers and, uh, it's 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 been really good feedback so so we just love to do this you know we're not really um this this is just one of many things that that is the uh creative world of ike you know and it's it's ike music it's going to be available on all streaming platforms and uh it's it's really special um it's been a long time coming you know uh 100 self-produced created out of thin air and uh it's it's unique you know it's going to be something that uh appeals to people on a global level um breaks through the noise of the same old same old and i think a lot of badgers out there um you know maybe people you went to school with uh, people who have experienced ike in madison um and and you know people who have experienced it uh in a different way they're going to hear some fresh uh sounds on their ears and they're going to be like well maybe i want to keep listening and uh that's our hope so so we're really excited um coming out this friday this thursday at midnight depending on the time zone uh, but just keep an eye out for that, Badger fans. It's very special. It's coming your way real soon. It's going to be awesome. And another athlete that we've shown that this to that's really raving about it is MLS and former Badger Christopher Mueller. So we want to talk about what Chris Mueller has going on this week. Former Badger finally gets called up to the U.S. men's national team. Let's do a quick shout out to Chris. We have been uh, talking with him for four or five years now, ever since his days at UW and he, when he won the big 10 championship there and he's been on this rise. So sophomore it's year, just a of definition college, of hard work. Definition. You know, it's of like hard this guy was handed nothing. I think a lot of Badger nothing. fans would, would agree. Well, just to take it from you real quick, a lot of Badger fans would agree. Like why, why should we care about this? Right. It's Badger soccer might not have as big of an audience as, uh, you know, the football team or the basketball team. Well, if you've been on the Wisconsin Badgers campus, you know that a lot of times these athletes are treated like gods. And that's not always the case with the soccer team. Chris was one of these guys who he didn't party. Um, You know, he was always grinding, watching film and getting better. And uh, that's not the most popular thing to do. Oftentimes, you know, it's, it's very tempting to go out and live this exciting lifestyle that comes from being a Badger athlete. Well, all he did was grind. He ended up leading the Badgers to a big 10 title. He ended up getting drafted sixth overall by Orlando city, becoming the rookie of the year runner up year two. He was the skills challenge champion year three. Uh, he led Orlando to the, uh, their first ever playoff win and second um, in the league in scoring goals and assists 
per 90 minutes. So this man second in the league in scoring goals and assists per 90 minutes. That's insane. Uh, You know, there's, there's a very real opportunity. He goes to Europe and you know, everything's on the table. Um, Chris, he finally got called up to the national team, the U S men's national team. So if anyone's a fan out there, um, U.S. prospects around the world are doing some really cool stuff in Europe. Um, And Chris is uh, amongst those people. So he's just a tremendous guy. Helped us out with the toy drive. Went to Madison. Nothing was handed to him. You know, played on a really, really, really tough franchise his first two years in terms of a lot of losing. Uh, But really, his story is very similar to Giannis in the sense where his first year with the Bucs, they were the worst team in the league. Same thing with Chris and getting drafted sixth overall to Orlando. Year two, they built on it, but it was pretty bad as well. Um, and then year three, they kind of broke through. So, so it's just an exciting story arc to watch, uh, Badger soccer going into the U S men's national team. And not only that, but making an impact as one of the best guys in the field. So, uh, we're excited for Chris. We're excited to keep seeing Badgers grow. And, um, you know, just once again, there is always good things coming out of the Badger world. The Wisconsin Badgers continue to change the world for the better. And, um, you know, we're so thankful to, to be involved with some of them. Yeah, Chris's story is really special. If you want to learn more about Chris, you can check out our Welcome to Ike podcast. Chris is a co-host of the show. That's myself, KJ, Max, and Chris. And Chris, you get to hear about what he does in his life and how he thinks and uh, his journey from college athlete at Madison to now U.S. men's national team call-up. So that game is going to be Wednesday night against El Salvador. It's going to be huge. We have the Ike music dropping on Friday. One last point about the podcast is all of this, the, the, the first episode titled What is Ike? It's the Welcome to Ike podcast. First episode's titled well, What is Ike? That was recorded before all this stuff happened. A lot of this stuff has been spoken into existence in the sense where just hard work grinding grit having goals is is actually able to materialize into real life results and it's incredibly inspiring um you know it is just loaded with quality it's absolutely loaded with quality we think you guys are going to love it it's called the welcome to Ike podcast anywhere you find your podcast go check it out yeah yeah it's a it's a good one and we're really excited for you guys, especially excited for Chris. This has been something that he's dreamt about since he was a kid. We're friends with him, so we know about how hard he's worked. And so Badgers, we have a lot of respect for all of them who are doing great things. TJ Watt, defensive player of the week in the NFL. I mean, he's leading the league in sacks. He's dominating Russell Wilson doing great things. Frank Kaminsky just got another contract with the Kings, I believe. Sam Decker, I saw him with a nasty slam in, uh, I think he's playing in Russia. So we, we always keep tabs on what guys are doing in the pros. And Rose Lavelle, Rose Lavelle, she's killing it per usual for the U.S. women's national soccer team. So always cool to follow the Badgers, what they're doing after they leave the university. Melvin Gordon. Yep. James White, you name it. And don't forget that Ike music coming out on Friday. That's from another former Badger. And let's go with that. We want to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. We're going to be back again next week, hopefully with some wins next time. KJ, any final thoughts for our listeners? 
just it's been an amazing year and it's about to keep getting uh you know keep getting better you know we're gonna wrap up this year in a great way and we're looking forward to 2021 absolutely as always i'm wisconsin enjoyed this episode of the ike badgers podcast and want to help the show please leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts and tell a friend that's how we continue to grow and provide great value for you thank you again for listening and on wisconsin